0: This episode is also brought to you by Oddmo's Pizza and Candy. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmo's.com.
1: Welcome to Now Hear This, Candy. Your source
0: for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new, irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo.
2: Sports. It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal,
0: but they take it away from
1: you. We had to learn how to win.
2: Goal can't
0: be in the last second of the game. And interesting conversations because i'm one of the strongest girls ever and i know that for a fact i just really enjoy writing gossip as if i was a bear <laughs> with an old maid daughter that make the best moonshine in the coast <laughs> if it would hit me in the face i think i would have died i really do It. it, it i guarantee you would have died man are you kidding me <laughs>
1: Welcome to Now Hear This Camby Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tyler Clawson, and this is what's happening this week in our community. The Oregon Department of Transportation's long-awaited repaving and reconstruction of the busy 1.5-mile stretch of Highway 99E through the heart of Camby is expected to kick off this week and continue through the fall of 2023. ODOT says the estimated 20. $0.2 million facelift will include new features and improvements to make driving, biking, walking, taking transit, or using mobility devices safer and easier along Highway 99E and Camby. The project will fully repave the entire section of Highway 99E from Berg Parkway to Pine Street, including excavation and replacement of several inches of roadbed and pavement for a safer, smoother ride. ODOT will also improve traffic signals with new detectors and crosswalks at South Elm Street, South Grant Street, and South Ivy Street, reconstruct several short sections of sidewalk along the corridor, and update stripping along the highway for consistent lane width to encourage slower, safer speeds. New bicycle lanes will be added to both sides of the highway between Southwest Berg Parkway and South Elm Street, and sidewalk curb ramps will be installed at the intersections to meet Americans with Disabilities Act (ADA) standards and improve access. Finally, the state says it will also partner with Canby Area Transit on improvements to increase safety and access for transit users as bus shelters are added in the area. The project will start with the installation of new ADA accessible sidewalk curb ramps at 10 intersections and the reconstruction of several segments of sidewalk. This phase, which is expected to continue through the spring, will include periodic single lane closures on Highway 99E between 7 p.m. and 6 a.m. on weekdays and 10 a.m. on weekends, as well as side streets between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Shoulder closures on 99E will include signed and accessible detours for pedestrians. During the drier months of 2023, ODOT crews will be tackling the grinding, excavation, and rebuilding of the right lanes of Highway 99E down the road base, which officials say will yield higher quality and longer-lasting pavement. This phase will include nighttime lane closures with Flaggers directing traffic on 99E, along with periodic day and nighttime lane closures on side streets. Sections of the right lanes will be closed in each direction for up to a month at a time. Motorists are advised to use caution and watch for people biking in the remaining lanes. A full weekend closure of Highway 99E will occur in both directions to remove the unused railroad tracks that cross the railroad diagonally near South Pine Street and realign the tracks still in use at the highway crossing. ODOT says it will announce these closure dates and detour information in advance. Canby City Councilor Sarah Spoon will resign midway through her second term in office, she announced Wednesday night. She made the surprise announcement during this week's regular City Council meeting, saying that she has been incredibly honored to have been elected twice to represent the community, but that recent career advancements have made it difficult to juggle her various roles. It pains me to say that over the last eight months, my life has changed in significant ways, she said. I have made career advancements and crowdfunded and released a full-length album and now have exciting opportunities to tour and travel to perform our music. No matter how many times I try to squeeze more minutes into the day, there is never enough time to wear that many hats. The community deserves a public servant who can make it a bigger priority than I can at this point. Spoon, who identifies as queer, says her election in 2016 as the city's first openly LGBTQ council person 23 years after the campaign over Oregon's failed ballot measure nine turned small towns like Canby into battlegrounds across the state was a sign that there is hope even in the shadow of darkness. Her time on the council was the most humbling privilege, she says. Serving this community, meeting with and listening to citizens and neighbors while all dreaming about a better can be together will always be a highlight of my life and I will never take this seat for granted, she said. I have given every spare minute, and my family will tell you many minutes that were not spare, to work on behalf of my voters as well as the people who did not vote for me. I have always fought for this town. Spoon was a polarizing figure during her time on the council. She was the first or second leading vote-getter in the elections of 2016 and 2020, and her announcement this week was met with dismay and gratitude from supporters on social media. But her progressive views chafed more conservative members of the council and the community. An unsuccessful recall effort targeting her and another council member last year cited her comedy music videos, and an explicit social media post that criticized former President Donald Trump, which outraged some conservatives. Spoon's announcement also follows an election in which her longtime ally, Greg Parker, and Art Marine, a counselor whom she referred and voted to appoint last April, lost their reelection bids to more conservative challengers. Applications to replace Spoon are now being accepted with interviews planned for December 21st and the new counselor to be sworn in the following night. Spoon's replacement would be appointed to serve the remainder of her term through December 2024. One person and their pets were killed in a fire at a mobile home complex in Clackamas Tuesday afternoon, official reports say. Clackamas Fire District personnel responded to the fire off Highway 212 shortly after 2 p.m., according to Facebook posts. Firefighters arrived to find heavy fire, but managed to extinguish it in about 20 minutes, Fire officials said in the November 16th post. A resident was initially taken to the hospital on Tuesday, but Clackamas Fire District announced Wednesday that they had died along with four cats. Authorities at the scene said the fire started on the outside of the home and moved inside. The victim has not yet been identified and the cause of the blaze is still under investigation. Gambi High School was briefly locked down during an assembly Friday morning after administrators and law enforcement became aware of a threatening social media post. No one was injured in the incident, and the police are continuing their investigation into the post and its author. Gamby Police Chief George Stroh said the post was extremely vague, but appeared to allude to a possible shooter on school grounds. It was very generic, no names, nothing specific, he said. The school did a great job of doing a lockdown as a precaution. Canby High School students first saw the post and brought it to the attention of administrators and school resource officer Maria DeLuna at approximately 11 a.m. Friday when most of the student body was attending an assembly. During our assembly, we became aware of a social media post indicating a possible threat outside of the building. Principal Carrie Sloan said in a message to students and families. In an abundance of caution, we immediately responded by alerting law enforcement, securing the perimeter and keeping students safe in the building. After a thorough investigation, police deemed the threat not credible and remained vigilant on site. Our safety response was lifted and students returned to class. Tro said Camby officers with the assistance of Malala Police and Clackamas County Sheriff's deputies did a thorough search of the school and grounds. We made sure everything was safe and secure, then stayed on campus until students returned to their classes, he said. Tro said the investigation was ongoing and praised school staff and the students who first brought the post to the attention of Camby High School leadership and law enforcement. They did exactly what we would want them to do, he said. Everybody did a great job. Anyone with information about the incident is asked to please call the Cambie Police Department at 503-655-8211. Canby Fire and other regional agencies responded to Malala to assist in a large shop fire on the outskirts of town Friday night. Malala Fire District reported that the fire broke out at around 9.20 p.m. in the 32-400 block of South Mathis Road across the street from the commercial nursery operation. Mutual aid crews responded from Canby, Clackamas, Colton and Woodburn Fire. Neighboring residents reported on social media hearing explosions while the fire raged, which were attributed to propane or gas canisters. No injuries were reported, but the shop was a total loss. Firefighters were on the scene for almost five hours. Officials did not say if the cause of the blaze had been determined. Hey, Frankie. What's up, dude?
0: Ah, intruder! Alexis, call 411. <laughs> uh, who's Alexis? Oh, it's just you, Tyler. Sorry about that. You know, the days are getting shorter and darker, and before you know it, 6 p.m. is gonna feel like midnight. And with the holidays coming, Christmas deliveries on the way, and all, I've I've just I've been getting more security conscious, and I guess it's just making me a little paranoid. Yeah. So that's what all this is. Looks. Looks like quite the setup. Oh yeah we decided to really invest in a top of the line fi connected video security system. Just one little problem. What's that? Well, just look at this. We tested it out during Halloween and look how grainy and pixelated the video is. Everybody looks like Minecraft characters and <laughs> only a couple were actually wearing Minecraft costumes. This is supposed to be 4K high def video. I know I know you're gonna say it's my internet service provider like you always do but I made sure to place my Wi-Fi router in a central location and I think my download speeds are decent. Oh,
1: Frankie, how many times have we got to go over this? You always focus on the download speeds but it's the upload speeds that really matter here. When you've got cameras that are uploading data to your smartphone app through the internet.
0: I guess I should just hope I get robbed by someone wearing a Minecraft mask. Uh,
1: sure. Or, or you could just switch to DirectLink, where they have internet upload speeds up to 10 times faster than other local providers. Oh. For uploads at the speed of security, visit www.directlink.coop slash internet. Or give them a call, 503-266-8111.
0: Joining us on the Cable Conversation today, we're so delighted to be welcoming back Matt Morrissey, restaurateur extraordinaire of um, <laughs> favorite sandwiches yeah. and Siren Song. We're on site here at Siren Song in downtown Candy, the new ish uh, whiskey bar, cocktail bar, and uh, fancy food. Hi Matt, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. Good. I I would just keep going with the intro. Yeah, no. That's that's fine.
2: Um, You know.
0: (laughs) Just celebrated a year? Uh, We just
2: celebrated a year, three years over at Wayward, one year here. Congrats. Uh, Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's taken many more years off of my life. (laughs) But um, no. just
0: as you were saying that, three years and one year, yeah, yeah like I know, like, living
2: every second. It's like dog years. I'm actually shaved twenty one years off of my oh, life. Oh man, I feel like you aged mm-hmm. in the time you said. I'm that. gonna, I'm gonna die any day now.
0: Well, you have been, and your team, and you've assembled such a great team, been doing such a great job at Thank both you. locations. Love yeah. what you're doing. Um Before we get started, we're. Uh, sampling a whiskey here. Yeah. Your big whiskey guy. Tell yes. us a little bit about what we've got going on here. So,
2: Westward um, <clears throat> has sort of quickly become, I would say, probably like the sort of flagship
0: whiskey uh,
2: for uh,
0: Oregon. You, you um, first heard about them because you thought there might be a trademark issue. We we're looking at that. Hey, yeah. we're wayward. <laughs> You guys are westward, yes. but then the lawyers are like, "No, there's nothing there. just uh, Give it up." So but I, went whiskey, their, like, hey, I went outside their. pretty
2: I went outside their headquarters, <laughs>
0: with and, signs uh, and
2: And <laughs> and, and you no, know, I was just yelling at the. Uh, I was like, "Come out and put up your dukes!" Oh I was, man, uh, challenging and, uh, them. Yeah, no, they um, they are uh, they make single malt. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, single malt, you tend to think of of Scotch, um, yeah. and so that the style is is. Uh, mm-hmm you know there's very you know barley is the main ingredient or the only ingredient and um, so in, very so in, Scottish uh, yeah but the, they're the unlike uh, many scotch uh, scotch you know the the process and what they're doing is is very tailored to Oregon yeah um, you know they they try and use Oregon barley where they can, you know as much as they can i don't know that they grow enough out here to yeah. to get 100% sourced there but um, uh, they, um, but they do a great job, and yeah. uh, they. So they recently, or you know, not super recently, but um, in the grand scheme of things, recently they uh, released a sort of an entry level, an, a more affordable. Um, it's a blended, uh, um, you know, malt uh, whiskey um, called Beacon Rock, um, and so it's a, a little more affordable. Their their, you know, flagship stuff tends to be. Pretty pricey, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, so it's a little more affordable, and um, and it's delicious. It's like it's really clean, easy drinking. It's got like kind of almost has like a, a banana. Um, you smell it it kind of smells like yeah. tropical bananas it's super smooth it does yeah. have a
0: lot more sweetness it, than, yeah it is not, not like overpowering but no, no. not what you necessarily you, expect yeah from it, a it's
2: not um it's not it's got like you know so like bourbons have that very caramelly vanilla-y sweetness to them Thank you um me. this is more of a lighter cleaner like you know they have like banana yeah. uh, but it's not like you're not like oh my god this is I'm, you know, it's super sweet, like yeah. I'm looking on a candy cane, you know, it's just got a, it's, but it's got a little hint of it. I think that's part of, you know, the mass appeal uh, yeah. when they, you know, when they're, but it's, no, it's great. We love it. It, it make it mixes wonderfully with uh, a lot of uh, different whiskey cocktails. Yeah. So we, we use it, um, you know, for, for that yeah. um, more than anything else. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, and obviously this isn't a, a whiskey podcast, but um, yeah. <laughs> one thing, right, with the the distilling of, of a scotch, um, and traditionally in Scotland and, you know, uh, Ireland, like we've been talking, but uh, especially Scotland, I feel like it's really... Um, uh, a lot to do with the the air, the salt in the air, right? Because it's very coastal there, and that's where well, a lot the, of this and the water, the water. Um, so the water you so it's use. It's interesting to do this out here on our coast, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So I mean, the water we have here is actually in, incredibly, like you know, the the Bull Run water that that feeds most of Portland, yeah, uh, is some of the best natural drinking water uh, that needs very little, if if any, um, you know. filtration or management um, it's yeah it's incredible water so like you get a lot of these um, uh, we have very similar water in a lot of ways to uh, Japan um, and uh, which is famous for its um, sort of water and so there's actually like a Fury is a um, a ramen shop downtown um, and uh, it's very famously uh, um, their from Tokyo, Um, I believe Tokyo, Uh, I I could have that wrong. Uh, But anyway, they're they're a famous ramen shop there and so they decided to open overseas and they picked Portland because the water is essentially the same, Um, so whatever that's worth. Uh, But the, um, no, so with Scotch you get like, further down in towards the the ocean and the islands and the lowlands and the islands, uh, they tend to have more of the peat bogs so what they do is they essentially smoke the, the barley yeah. with the peat, in like it's almost like a little kiln right. um, that's only for barley, uh, and, and that's what gives that really strong peaty flavor. Yeah. Yeah. The higher you get up in the Highlands, you're further away from the peat bogs, uh, the less um, they use peat, if any. Peat. Um, although the the distillation process, aside from the, the smoking of the barley, is essentially the same. Yeah. Uh, so what we do here, um, this is obviously Oregon is not known for its peat bogs. Um, so uh, most of the single malts that get made here uh, are have zero peat uh, added. Yeah. Um, uh, so they, yeah, they they're um, so it's a very clean, lighter. Yeah. clean lighter uh, uh, product. Less less sort of bogged it down <laughs> ah
0: nice Zing. well with, with that let's, let's before you come up with any more jokes let's uh move on yeah. um you got uh something real cool coming up something you guys have been doing for uh yeah a while a couple it's years these wine dinners um which are uh over at wayward or yes. sometimes other places but yeah. uh, traditionally wayward kind of shut down the restaurant for the night or at least cordon off office section of yeah it, exactly um and hosts these um uh, I don't know if you would use the word, but just these, like, really fancy uh, dinners of specialty yeah. menus that are very curated uh, with, uh, and paired with certain wines. Yeah. Um, where did the idea originally come from to do this? Well,
2: it's a wine dinners are... Not a any sort of original concept. Uh, but for uh, like
0: a sandwich shop. <laughs> well, right. And I know
2: you guys yeah. aren't like. Right. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 100. Yeah. Um, percent So, so <laughs> originally it came from a, a, a desire to, um, you know, I have a, a background in um, all sorts of different kinds of food, but yeah. uh, but you know, fine dining as well, and yeah. and so it's fun. Like some of the pomp and circumstance of fine dining is actually can be fun from time to time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not trying to run a a white tablecloth French restaurant and can be but like, so we, this gives us an opportunity every so often, every month or two uh, to do something like that Um, and um, so we generally the format we've been using though we're not necessarily married to it is, uh, you know, is five course meals so it's like, it's five smaller courses, I mean you certainly don't ever leave hungry Um, good God, if you ever did Um, uh, but we pair those thoughtfully with um, different wines different so different there's usually different themes for these dinners yeah. um, sometimes it's uh based on a region of the world that's famous for its wines sometimes it's based on a kind of food um sometimes it's uh based on um you know like for instance the one we've got coming up which is a very special one for yeah. us uh is based on uh the a single s- animal a single animal yeah <laughs> so uh we for the last two years have purchased um a steer at the junior livestock auction so at the clackamas county fair at fair week um all through the week they are judging the student animals the 4h and and uh um uh she's louise it's the other 4h and uh oh, FFA. ffa yeah um, uh, these animals that these you know kids are raising and um at the end of it they hand out the awards and and um if the kids most of the kids sell the animals um and so they're you know sometimes they get kept as pets or whatever but um but by and large uh they sell them and the money um literally 90 i think 97 96 97 98 percent of the money uh raised goes directly to these kids there's very little overhead most of the companies donate services um so uh it's a really incredible way for these kids to raise money Um, plus the the level of attention and care to these animals is through the roof i mean you know if you're a for-profit you know ranching operation or beef operation or pork or whatever you know it it doesn't make much sense financially to have one person taking care of one animal, but right. that's the case with these, is these animals are taken care of, you know, literally uh, one-on-one or, right. or pretty close to it. Right. And um, and so uh, they're fantastic. Um, I think what I'm trying to say is that makes them extra delicious.
0: Yes, well, and no, I mean, and we've talked about it before, but it's, it's one of those things that people kind of forget. I mean, there's a lot of emphasis on how great the junior livestock option and the whole uh, 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 the whole process is for the kids. Yeah. You know, it, it teaches them about where food comes from. Obviously, right. it teaches society the responsibility. there, Yeah. So that's really, You know, they get money, um, which you know, however much it is, it's a ton of money for a kid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Know?
0: Right. But but yeah, no. You don't. It, it's the type of thing where like that type of like very bespoke like one to one operation would only work for this. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> It's not a, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the, the, uh, so we were introduced to it all and we sort of fell in love with the whole thing. And um, uh, so we, uh, this is our second year um, doing it. Uh, last year we bought Tomahawk was the name of the uh, um, the steer we bought. This year we bought uh, Chili. Um, and Chili was about 1,440
0: pounds. Uh, and uh, you, did, you don't buy, you didn't buy them originally or this one. Or maybe for this one but originally it wasn't like oh let's do it and and do a wine dinner what not you what was your motivation initially in um i mean that the thought was that
2: that we i mean we just number one support the, yeah. the junior livestock auction um you know so bring attention to and support the junior livestock auction um and then we went and you know we really loved the event and then it's like all right well we got uh you know i mean after it gets back to us how 700 pounds of stuff and it's like all right and this is amazing incredible beef yeah um, so we should probably we can do something special do it. amazing incredible things with it
0: yeah you guys have always talked about from the very beginning um you know the importance of uh buying locally supporting yeah. local farmers food that's 100%. grown produced raised right over yonder you know yeah. folks that you can shake their hand and uh, right this is really an example of you kind of Putting your because it's, it's more expensive to do it this way. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> like putting your money where it's your mouth not, no, is. There, right? It, like, it's, it's uh,
2: it's yeah. We so not only did we purchase a, a steer, we, we bought the reserve market chain. So like the number two steer rated, you know, it, it won its class or division or whatever, and then it got number two overall. Yeah. Um, so uh, that comes at a premium. Yeah. yeah we no, we paid
0: um, a lot. What What is that? Market, like, who are you? Who, who else is bidding on these animals when it comes to you the got business. like so uh, some, some of them are breeders? Steers obviously aren't breeding stock at that point. No,
2: not, I don't, not typically. That, that's um, restaurants I mean, I guess it's possible. Yeah. No, it's not, it's no, no we're, I don't think I'm, we're the only restaurant there. Really? I mean, unless, unless people own, uh, you know, like have kids in FFA or yeah. something. No, it's mostly uh, other businesses. So Les like Le the, Schwab like always a, has, yeah. uh, um, so like, all of the. Les and in Clackamas County, they send their managers out and they have a budget and they buy animals. Um, they, uh, it, you know, local businesses, um, you see, you know, a lot of familiar faces, you know, coastal farm and ranch, uh, Wilco, yeah. uh, all of those type of places buy animals. Um, and then just local people um, yeah. that are into it. I'm sure, you know, there's a fair amount of like uh, parents that maybe own a business yeah. and they've got kids that are, um, uh, but um, no, it's it's actually not. Uh, I mean, it is very much not cost effective. Uh, you know, you you're not getting a deal um, right. on the on the beef. Right. But you know, I mean, at the same time, <laughs> it, it, it it is tax deductible, so yeah. it's not like it's it's uh, a nothing burger either. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's um, no. It it, uh, it. But that's one thing that we've sort of been trying to to bring awareness to is that, you know, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's other like-minded people and, and uh, trying to get them interested in it because a lot of uh, restaurant type folks I think would be interested in if they, if they really knew what it was all about.
0: Hey, I'm AJ, I'm your uh, local Oddmo's franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmo's. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about... Life in the pizza industry. We're gonna have on some franchisees, we're gonna have some different vendors on, we're gonna get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. Their sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest
1: every week as well. And I'm Gage, Oddpod's senior sports analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? me oh boy find us on
0: spotify and apple music and the pod bean so i interrupted you so um We have chili, so
2: we have a fancy chili dinner now. So, yeah, fancy chili dinner. uh, We're doing, um, so we are... sour
0: cream, get your cheddar cheese, get get your cornbread.
2: Um, So we're, um, we sort of have uh, chosen some of the prime cuts uh, from chili to use for the dinner. So a five-course meal. First and foremost, uh, we are pairing the, the wine for this dinner. Oftentimes, we'll just choose wine off, you know, from what we got or whatever for, for this. Uh, this particular dinner, we're pairing with, uh, or we're working with rather, uh, Purple Hands Winery, um, which is a one of the premier uh, wineries in the Lima Valley. They're out of Dundee. Uh, they, you know, their wines are regularly featured in every major. Uh, wine magazine um, their uh, incredible operation making world-class wine um, so those of people that are into wine would immediately recognize the name um, so it's a it's a really kind of a, a coup um, for us to, to be able to work with them it's the second time we've worked with them um, and um, so the wine's going to be fantastic uh, the dishes themselves um, well, we're going to do a first course that's gonna be a beef stew, but it's not your your average beef stew. We're gonna um, uh, take uh, some of the the chuck uh, and we're gonna smoke that off um, and then make this really rich uh, beef stew with cognac and um, there'll be all sorts, of, and then other just a ton of fun veggies. We'll use Cipollini onions and um, I'm sure some uh, turnips and taters and carrots and um uh, mushrooms we'll put some some nice mushrooms in there and um just a a will in we'll we're already actually um the the base will be a a beef base um uh you know a fresh beef stock um, Yeah. really um amazing rich you know we let it we bring in the bones and roast them off and then you know simmer it overnight well, do you and,
0: have to be a little creative with with some of the um I mean, there's only, if you're, if you're going to do, like, a huge steak, there's only so many that, right. that you can yeah. get from a cow. So right. you have to be a little more creative when you're yeah. trying to plan a yeah. dinner for, well, for, what, 50, 60? Well, I probably about, I
2: mean, we, we cap these out at about 40 people. Okay. Um, just because But even
0: so, from one animal, obviously a steer is a large animal, but still. Yeah,
2: no, exactly. Well, and, you, you know, the other part of it is that, you're, you know, you're feeding five courses. So it's, right. it's like, you, you don't want to... I'm not going to give you a pound of beef for the fourth course. Eight.
0: Is another steak. Um,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you is, you know you have to be thoughtful about it. Um, so that's why steak and ice cream for you know a nice a nice starter with a, a really beautiful rich um, beef stew, um, and then uh, the, the second course we're going to do a stuffed flank steak
0: yeah I saw that so what is
2: um so flank is uh, is like the the part that's often used for like a London broil um, mm. so it's very close to the bone it's very flavorful yeah um, uh, but when it's cooked right and cut right which is very important um, it's amazing so what we'll do is basically you you take a, a knife and you cut this like a little pocket into the fl- because the flanks very thin yeah not, you know we're relatively thin um, and sort of uh, um, looks sort of fibrous um yeah. and um so you you can either do that or or you can just kind of butterfly it open um and then sort of pound it out um and and then just add sauces and literally like roll it up pinwheel uh and then you yeah. you sear it off and roast it to whatever and so we're we're going to do a when you make a pesto you generally use uh, like olive oil. Yeah. Um, so for this pesto, we're gonna use uh, the, the the rendered uh, fat from our pastrami. Um, so wow. uh, it'll be pastrami pesto. Yeah. Uh, with and then some you know roasted red peppers and some we'll we'll uh, cook down some mustard greens and all you know garlic and um, and then that will be sort of and then we'll take more of the pesto over the top and and that's gonna. Um, uh, be served with uh, in a, um, what you would call it. Oh, uh, polenta. So we're gonna make like uh, these like you know slightly crispy on the outside, really you know moist and flavorful on the inside uh, polenta cakes, which is just kind of like amazing.
0: With, with every one of these dinners, there's always like one or two things that are that that I see and are kind of like. Okay, I'll, I'll take your right pastrami uh, pesto. Yeah, yeah. Wine, yeah, yeah. Where no, it's we're excited. Lying. We're okay. excited about the pastrami pesto. Okay. Um, we're we're um, yeah,
2: that's gonna be. I, um, I, I would try it. <laughs> no, it's gonna be good. I promise. Um, and then the uh, the third dish we're gonna do. So take brisket. Um, so brisket is. A lot of brisket. Um, yeah, famously uh, the cut that most um, either corned beef or pastrami. Yeah um is made from um so it's a it's a very fatty cut yep. of meat um uh and um so the the trick to making a good brisket is is cooking it um either smoking or whatever you're gonna do uh, low, the in. yeah low, yep. low and cook it low and slow yeah um so you get it you you know get it really tender yep. um so we're gonna um braise it which is basically just submerging it in liquid and then cooking it slow um uh we're gonna do that with a nice red wine Interesting. um and then that's gonna come out and get served um so you have this like really um you know there's a a lot of you know the fat base it and if you cook the fat right it doesn't it's not like gristly or you know gross it's just this sort of really melt in your mouth uh delicious but that that richness and that that sort of um um that fat content will be counteracted with um the uh the sauce, which is a quince, a gastrique, is like a. It's almost like a sweet and sour sauce. So you get sugar and um, vinegar, yeah, cooked down um, with quince, and quince is like this amazing fruit that is super ugly. Yeah, and um, they look like really misshapen, ugly pears. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, it's got the flavor is kind of a cross between an apple and a pear, and uh it's got like that grittiness that a pear does. But when you cook it down, I mean, you shouldn't eat it raw. Typically, you can eat some, but like a lot of them will give you some pretty. Uh, unpleasant um if you eat it raw you don't just grab it and take a a bite Uh, but anyhow uh it has this really nice uh kind of pink rose color uh when it cooks down even though the flesh is white and um anyway uh, it's so that sort of sweet and sour with this pleasant quince flavor and then um we're going to do a a pear uh chutney which is you know essentially like, like a savory jam and usually like um, garlic or onions or you know maybe a little red pepper is, is accompanies that and you kind of cook it down and um, so that uh, we think that'll be a, a stunning dish. Yeah,
0: quite quite a bit of uh, French influence. Obviously. Yeah,
2: there's I mean the the French you know for they
0: they they know a few they kinda, things about food. yeah uh, so I've heard yeah they're
2: they they, have to they try that. they've got it down yeah. Um, <laughs> They nailed it. Yeah. Uh, and then um, we'll finish off with a, you know, probably like the, the most sort of cl- traditional crowd-pleasing, uh, you know, a, a filet mignon. Um, a poivre is just a preparation that means uh, essentially... Pepper, right? Uh, it's a pepper crust and then a, like a brandy cream sauce. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, very... it hits all of the... all the receptors mm. and... Um, Umami. Um, yeah. So we'll... we'll um, and we'll prepare the, the filet medium rare and... Um, and then we'll do, like, a blue cheese mashed potato that we'll, we'll torch to give a nice little kind of light crust on it. And um, and then, you know, a little grilled broccolini with a little olive oil and probably yeah. garlic and chili flake. And
0: When when you're planning out these menus, you, I'm guessing, like, you maybe start with that, right? Like, you don't start with, like, the first course. We, you
2: know, we're look, so you, we look through, you know, like, what we've got, right? Yeah. And um, so... You know, you, you got for steaks, you end up with like a fair amount of like flank and skirt, and you know, then there's tri tip, and then there's this and that's that. And it's like, you know, we want to. I think
0: they're working on some quince back there right yeah, now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, you don't, you don't, I don't know, you want a, a, a nice balance between sort of the different textures and cuts of yeah. the cow. You know, filet is obviously sort of the most traditionally tender. You undercook it. Um, Flank you can undercook. But, like, briskets never... You would never want a rare brisket. Like, it would be unpleasant. Like, it's just a tough cut of meat. Um, uh, So, like, you know, the difference between things that are cooked through and and kind of alternating that. And, um, yeah. And then uh, the final dish, uh, dessert, is going to be... It's always a
0: hard one with these, right? Like, um, how do we involve... uh, well, right. Like how, yeah. do, how do, do you, we involve cow in? Yeah, without making like <laughs> in the dessert. Yeah, without just people being like sweetbreads or oh, something. Oh, I'm full. Thank you.
2: No. So um, <laughs> when you uh, when you render uh, beef fat mm-hmm. down, um, like oh, you I'm, would,
0: I'm um, loving it already.
2: <laughs> yeah. So well. So fun fact. So it's called it's called tallow. Um, <laughs> is when you you may essentially make a, a that's a, a Pokemon. Yeah. Right. Uh, when you make a cooking oil out of beef fat Mm. um, it's called tallow Um, and uh, so the original uh, McDonald's fries for decades until I think there was a lawsuit in the 80s or 90s that changed it uh, for decades and decades uh, it was McDonald's fries were cooked in in tallow Uh,
0: litigious people
1: Um, I know right
2: yeah and but so um, it's a sort of a time-honored thing. It's not something necessarily weird, but we'll, so we'll essentially, instead of using feel like you um, that on o- oil, um, you know, different oil, uh, vegetable oil or whatever in the, in the flourless chocolate tort, we'll use tallow. So it's not going to be an overwhelming, uh, you know, you're not going to be like, yeah. this tastes like, you know, a steak, um, but you'll get a little bit of that savory in mixed in with this um, like wonderful, rich chocolate cake. Uh, and then we'll hit that with a little, um, uh, nice little homemade raspberry sauce. Um, and that should go, uh, wonderfully with our, our final Pinot of the night.
0: It sounds great. I hope McDonald's doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I know. come after you. like.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they would sue for, me for, for talking <laughs> about their history. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they've tried to, uh, erase that. Well, I'm just that. saying
0: whoever sued them would come after you mm. for the tallow.
2: Well, that's, yes, that's certainly possible. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: it sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I'm. My mouth is watering as we're going through this. So, um, I assume you still have. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, you yeah, haven't we, said the date yet. November, oh yeah. 29. So yeah. Jeez Louise.
2: Um, so it's the Tuesday, uh, the 29th. The Tuesday after. And you have some time
0: to digest.
2: Uh, after your, yeah. So after Thanksgiving, <laughs> so you got about five days uh, after Thanksgiving. Hit, hit the so gym. hopefully, you will have. Um, do do you your know, morning run for a yeah. few days.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. No, it's uh it should be a, it should be a, a super fun night. Um we've got a good good number of people already signed up, but um definitely looking for more and this is like this is again this is an, an animal uh that it just is not like you know you're you're not uh going to have something like this every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is uh this is a special Animal and, and um, you know we like to bring uh, uh, you know a focus on um, on what it is and and um, it's a, something we believe very strongly in um, and so uh, fun event uh, amazing wine amazing food um, and yeah we'd love to we'd love to see um, some bodies it's uh, gonna be it's hundred and twenty dollars uh, per person for the the five courses uh, with the wine. Um, and uh, you can reach out, uh, call Wayward um, at 503-266-3100. Or you can email um, at info at waywardsandwiches.com. Or if you're on social media, which you probably are if you're listening to this, um, you can reach out to either our Facebook or Instagram, which are both just um, at Wayward Sandwiches. So, um, yeah. No, we'd love to, love to see... Uh, the community support it um and we because we can keep keep doing it um but you know these these type of events um if you're in portland or in wine country or you know 150 to 200 bucks easy and up a yeah, ticket no
0: i mean we've done a few they're really fun um yeah. it, it, it's always uh, obviously it's uh, with with that price point it's not something no, you're doing no, no, every no. night and, uh, and, but yeah no every even once a month every now and then it's it's really nice to, to try something yeah. new to really treat yourself yeah you're well, someone it, out for a really special night and
2: and the nice thing about it is um you know it's an experience right yeah. it's not yeah. just you're not just going out for you know, whatever, dinner, and, um, it's, you know, you're, you're going to have, there's going to be a ton of information, um, but brought to you in a, in a, in a, you know, in ideally, a, you know, in a, yeah, digestible way, uh, on more than one, uh, level. And, um, um, no, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I uh, thanks so much, Matt, again, yeah. for being on the show. Thanks for yeah. that you do. Thank you. Our community. It's uh, really great to talk to you as always. You too. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears, even chainsaws? No. That's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, Or that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in
1: pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle. Wait. Do you know any trivia that isn't, like, animal-related?
0: Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Canby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Canby's longest-running locally-owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Canby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year
1: wow i'm legitimately like caught off that's cool
0: yeah they also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff some of them as young as 18 hey that's older than you are uh
1: dude i'm te- i'm 10 months younger than you
0: with, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer the Canby wild hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be furry friends welcome
1: Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie, And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joyce Strube and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Canby by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, Olivia13.com. Now Hear This Canby is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned, full service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. (laughs)